702. The newsmaker of the day with John Perlman. Well, it's been confirmed now by the presidency this week that the president of the country, Cyril Ramaphosa, has ordered the deployment of 2,900 members of the SANDF to assist in the fight against illegal armed groups in the eastern DRC. I'm quoting from the statement. Um, But what does this involve? Uh, Who will they be involved in combat against? And to what extent have they been properly resourced and prepared? Thomas Mundrup is an associate professor at the Faculty for Military Science at Stellenbosch University, has also uh, worked extensively at the Royal Danish Defence College and has written a very interesting piece on this, which you can pick up on the Conversation website. Prof Mandrup, welcome and thanks very much for your time. Give us, to just give us context, if you will, to start, please, a sense of who uh, our troops are going to be deployed against and under what conditions? This is an armed conflict, I understand, that's been going on for 20 years. Uh, the United Nations forces have been unable to solve it. Why is it so intractable? Yeah, good afternoon, uh, John, and good afternoon to the listeners, and thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, that's the, always the good question. Eh? Um, I remember the first time I was in the DRC was in 2004, speaking to the UN forces there, uh, they had a big plan on how to solve this. And now we are uh, 20 years later um, and we're still talking about the same issues, some of the same people, some of the same groups or different names and newer generations, but still some of the same problems. When we look concretely on, on what is it that the South African National Defence Force or the static, which are the static force which they are part of, is going to be faced with, um, it's predominantly, of course, the uh, Kenya Rwanda speaking, which is uh, Rwandan-supported, Ugandan-supported uh, rebel force that is very close to uh, the regional capital Goma of Northern Kivu, um, right. where, which of course is a big, big military threat. Uh, then you have a whole range of different uh, militias, either government-supported or supporting the government or fighting the government. Then you have, uh, for instance, groups like the FDLR, which is uh, the former uh, genocidaires from Rwanda. Then you had the ADF, which is um, a group that the South African troops have been involved in as part of the UN fighting, which is an Islamist organization that they are attached to the Islamic State. And then South Africa is going to be part of this static mission, which is consisting of the government forces, the FRTC, their militias, uh, a Burundian uh, armed group of military. So we're actually looking into a scenario where we're looking at a, mix, a mixture of militias and regular forces from the neighboring countries actually confronting each other, which of course has a lot of implications uh, yeah. and negative uh, positive dangers in, in related to that. The, the, in your article that, that I referred to, you refer to the terrain. You say it's a country with very few uh, functional roads. Uh, the rainy season makes that problem even more extreme. Uh, you use that as context for uh, then talking about how critical air support will be. And unfortunately, the numbers uh, you then share with us about uh, what the uh, very much degraded South African National Defense Force can offer are, are really quite alarming. Only one operational transport aircraft. Uh, we should have uh, 39 Oryx helicopters. We've only got five that work. We should have 11 Roy Falks, and there are only three. This sounds like we're going to be fundamentally disadvantaged. Will any of the other SADC countries be bringing in aircraft that can fill those gaps? 
Yeah, there will be, of course, be some, but it, it is South Africa that's got these specialized capabilities. And the problem right. is, of course, that actually, it's, of course, it's, it's, it's a good news that the government has actually now, with the Ramposa saying is that he's putting up two billion rands to actually finance the operation, which, of course, is something that we've been calling for for a long time because. In other missions, the South African National Defence has had to cover these costs by the, within their own budgets. However, the problem is that the backlog of maintenance is, is such a uh, there is such a big gap, and it's not just something you can you can fix overnight. So it's not just that if you get these, you know, either the Oryx or the Voifax, getting them operational again. It's also have you trained crews per right. pilot enough that can actually fly these things? Do you have pilots that can fly the uh, if you've got the c-130s upgraded and all that so you had more than just one and, and we remember, remember these numbers that you mentioned that i mentioned in my article it's for whole south africa and south africa has got you know uh, three to five thousand troops being deployed at least at the borders all the time we had the summer summer operation where you have a big chunk of soldiers being deployed you have the mission in in in, in mozambique at the same time and you're also part of the un where you have uh, in still monusco in in the DRC, where you have 1,400 right. soldiers. So, so the thing is, of course, there's a big, big backlog uh, because of neglect from the political side of the Defence Force for years. And, and suddenly you, you need of that. And that's, it's, there's a lot of risk to that. In addition to that, compared to in 2013, where you know the African Defence Force, together with Tanzania and Malawi, as part of the UN, defeated the N23, this time around we're looking at an N23 that is much better suited that knows how the yes. uh, both equipped and all that and trained and all that, but also they know how the South Africans operate. So they have operated against them before. They know the terrain, and on top of that, they and now they have. We know that there is Ugandan and Rwandan forces in inside these uh, these uh, elements as well. So, so suddenly they're... you are facing a conventional force that has also got most likely got uh, um, ground to air capabilities, which means that the uh, air support, if you had the helicopters and all that, would also, they, there would be the risk that they would shoot them down. And South African Air Force do not have these helicopters. And neither the Royal Park or the Oryx have got modern uh, anti-ground uh, to air kind of, uh, of equipment so to protecting them against that, which means that the capacity of that is also limited. Which last week being nearly shot down by, by yes. yeah, and all that. So yeah. it's a operation. Thank you so much Professor Thomas Mandrup. It, it sounds perilous, it sounds like we may, uh, and, and I hope I'm absolutely wrong, but there's real risk of reaping some, some quite bitter fruit um, from all these many, many years of neglect. 702 Drive, it's 20 minutes past five.